You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Happy fucking Monday, another episode of the Horny Housewife podcast. If you've never listened before, hi, I'm Jordan. I'm here every Monday talking all things sex, sex and marriage, the reality of sex and marriage or committed relationships, and its evolution. Getting perspectives from all kinds of people, from all walks of life with different sex lives. And who doesn't want to hear about somebody else's sex life? I certainly do. I do lots of listener questions here, and once a month, I do audio erotica, which is nice. Some of y'all love it, and I think some of y'all, it ain't your thing, but can't win them all. I will say, guys, you know, new year, new vibe, right? And I'm going to talk, I want to talk a little bit about the new year, new vibe before we get in to listener questions and sex things and how to get laid, Okay. I was listening to a podcast the other day and she was talking about how she gets blue because the holidays are so fun for her. Like, cause it's Halloween, then it's Thanksgiving, then it's, what is the next holiday? Christmas. And then it's New Year's like bing, bam, 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 bam. And you know, the hype and she enjoys time with her family. And then after it's like, it's after New Year's, you like get all pumped for the new year and you're like, yeah, it's going to be my year. And then it's like, okay, nothing's fucking changed. Now it's Monday. There's no more holidays for a while. And I think that was really relatable. And I also think that there's the other side of people who like don't love the holidays super much or it reminds them of something they're longing for or missing in their life or if they're grieving like a family member or a fr- what a relationship whatever you know it can be really hard for them the holidays and they just want to get through them and that's their dark time and then january is like a breath of fresh air for them and it's like gung ho and then there's the opposite like what she was talking about in her podcast and I see both sides and I can almost like identify and vibe with both in a sense. Even taking out all the other holidays and just New Year's as a holiday, the hype and like the mental hype of, and it happens to a lot of us, right? Because the whole holiday, it's like joyous and hoorah and either you stay at home and do fucking nothing and that's and are happy as can be or you're the go out type. And I think that like the going out scene which I was a part of for many, many years, there's a, you know, a lot of hype on that shit and the celebration and going into the new year. And then you get older in a committed relationship. You don't need to go out and put all the shit in. Your kids are in bed. You couldn't get a sitter for that night because who the fuck wants to babysit on New Year's fucking Eve? So you're stuck at home. You might not even make it to fucking midnight. You might like see it and then roll over and kiss them. Or you might force yourself to stay up so you can kiss your husband and not feel like an old fucking loser. And, you know, sometimes it's that. Sometimes that's that's the reality. I've had those New Year's, okay? Uh, this last one, this one, 2022, it was good. It was, you know, I'm going to be completely honest, Derek and I were actually arguing on New Year's Eve and it was like totally had to fake it till we make it because we had people coming over to our house 
and I was so like blue about it. But honestly, this new, every day since the new year, like since or January one, has been really an awesome day in so many ways, not just in my relationship, but in all the ways. And the end of December was kind of like, I felt like the universe was taking a dump on me, which is really dramatic. And I know the universe has my back, but I was just like, okay, I'm going to show my resilience and my faith. And that shit pays off. It does. The other side comes, the sun comes, the rain stops. It does, you know, sitting in your shit is sitting in your shit and your shit goes away and you trudge on and a new day has come. Celine Dion. The point of that very off-brand rant, if you're new here, stay with me, give me a chance, please, was that I just think we should all like check ourselves, manage our expectations, like give ourselves a little pat ski on the back. Like sometimes I'll sit in the car and I will hug myself. Like literally I will fucking give myself, I'm doing it right now, a hug. I'm weird, whatever. And you know, you're worthy. I love, say, I love you. I love you, bitch. I love you, dude. You're a badass. Okay. And it's just, what's today? It's just a Tuesday, a Wednesday, whatever the fuck day it is for you. It's a Monday today. Duh. <laughs> I hope you're listening on release day, freaky fam. If not, it's okay. But it's Monday. It's the beginning of the week. Okay. You got this. You got this. Let's start the episode off since I was getting emo and like maybe later we're going to be talking about talking to the men of like how to get your woman more vulnerable and get her to put out for you or get laid more. We're tapping into how to embrace her feminine energy. So I say we need to break it up and I need to like get a little perverted and talk to you like the horny housewife, the girl you need to hear on Monday, the escape you need mommies and daddies. So let's get a nasty listener question. Okay, here we go. Not nasty. Beautiful. Love the podcast. Sucks about your Instagram. I fucking know. Okay, so my question is this. My boyfriend has been begging me to play with and suck his balls more when I give him head. However, I am not turned on by that at fucking all. I have no issues with everything else, but something about sucking on balls just seems gross. Do you have a strategy I can try? I don't think he's going to stop begging me, Jesus. By the way, he's great in bed, so I'm down to try this for him. Okay, well, girlfriend, you just told me in the last sentence, he's great in bed, and you're down to try it, so guess what, girlfriend? You're gonna fucking try it. You're gonna do it, okay? And I'm not saying this is something now you have to make your go-to, okay? I'm not saying do what he says to make him happy. I'm just saying that I'm sure, I'm hoping that he would be willing to do something that isn't on his like top three favorite things to do to your body. If you wanted him to, he'd do it for your pleasure. So I'm saying if you're down, which you said you were, so you're consenting, okay? (laughs) Just try it. And if he needs to manscape down there and you're like, okay, well, his balls look like I'm going to have a really heavy flossing sesh that I'm not wanting to sign up for, then be like, hey, you know, let's get that shit right and tight, get some grooming going on and say, I'm down for the try. And for strategy or technique, is if that's what you're asking me, I would say as you're giving him head, I would go down there like before it's all up in your mouth and like up and down the shaft and like 
be playing and act enthusiastic that you're, you know, sucking his dick or some in-between sucks like in the beginning of this session and go down and lick the balls and then put them in your mouth and gently suck and remember that they're his balls. So be gentle, but I, in my opinion, or maybe it's just my husband, but you would be surprised that you don't have to be as gentle as one might think you need to be. And I think I've experienced that with any man I've been with that I've been surprised like, oh, okay. It's not like a egg or glass or something, but at the same time it is. So be careful. And as far as you saying this doesn't turn me on at all, like if you asked him to eat your ass and like he did it and was so enthusiastic, but he was like, I actually really don't like eating ass very much, but it's something I would be willing to do every six months for you. I don't, I can't really imagine a guy saying that, but I guess it's the same thing. Like you could try it. And if you really hate it, like if you were like, this is fucking awful, then just be like, it's not my thing. Okay. And hopefully he will respect that. But I feel like it's not that painful. It's just his balls. So unless his balls are like really disgusting and gross and don't do it after he works out, get in the shower with him, have his nice, clean, wet, dripping balls instead of the sweaty, swamp assy balls, you know? Good question though. Good question. Really appreciate that. I really love my female listeners more than anything. I just feel like I see you and you see me. And we're one happy, freaky family. Okay. Number two, moving on. How would you recommend I present butt stuff to my wife? I've been introduced to it once before by an older woman. I was 19. She was 30. Felt slightly violated. Oh my gosh. But at the same time, she made me feel comfortable and open to trust that she had mastered it for sure. (laughs) But I can say for sure, I have never received an orgasm that hard in my life. Now with my wife... There has been light talk and joking, even as far as her acting like she would enjoy using a strap-on, which I think is a little much. Plus, I don't want that type of control over me to go to her head, so I think I'll pass. But yeah, figured would be a fun topic for you. Thank you. What a wonderfully fun topic it is for me. So I think that if she's joking around like that with you, then I think you should totally bring it up and like bring it up in the bedroom, meaning... Like when y'all are hot and bothered and you're fooling around and it's getting hot and heavy, you bring it up as something to try right then and there. Do it. Like that's your best opportunity, right? Because if we're just talking about it outside of the bedroom and then nothing's happening in, she may be waiting for your cue to see how serious you are. And if she's making those jokes, I mean, I think there's a little truth to most all jokes, maybe not a hundred percent. But there's some truth in a lot of jokes. So I would give it a go. And it doesn't mean you have to like put a strap on. There are many ways to go about butt stuff, as you referred it, or finding the male G-spot, stimulating your prostate. And I just want to let you know that at the end of the episode, the la- or the last segment is technique. about the g-spot or the p-spot well more on that later and i'm gonna do more of a deep dive and it's not as complicated as one might make it you can be the girl that wants to do a strap on or you might not be that's something for me 
does not turn me on. I don't want to do it. And for other girls, they're like, sign me up right now, today. Some guys are like, fuck no. You just got to communicate. Communication is your best friend, like I always say, and find out more by talking about it, bringing it up. And I think when you're both horny and hot for each other, that it's a great time to explore. Go to the sex store together and find something that you'd want to try. Or if it's if you're wanting it to be from her, the stimulation or pen, whatever it is that you're looking for, then tell her, guide her. And no, not like through when you're going through the drive-thru or while you're grocery shopping. Like when you're in bed together and you can literally guide her hand where you want or whisper in her ear while you're fucking her what you want to try. I think that's a great way to present it since that was your question. Moving on, our third and final listener question before moving on. Where do you stand on kissing after, and they put cunning lingus slash fellatio, meaning oral sex, like after eating pussy or sucking dick. God, I love the podcast where there's no censorship. I can be so free on the podcast. Sorry. For the record, I am all in. Well, I'm so glad you are because honestly, it kind of grinds my gears. I'll say it. And I'm, I am willing to bet that there is a listener or several that are like, no, that's not my thing. Like I don't really want to or prefer to. Maybe they're not a dick about it. Maybe they are a dick about it, but I am think you should fucking get over it because it's almost like a how fucking dare you. Okay. Because there are guys or lots of guys, I'm sure it's hot. You want to eat our pussy and then come kiss us and us taste the taste in whichever way. And, you know, I think when you're really into each other and it's all hot and sex and kinky and beautiful, that like you don't give a fuck, okay? Your bodily fluids, you're becoming one, okay? And then for you to be hypocritical and be like, well, if it's vice versa, if she's, I'm not saying like, let us drip your cum into your mouth, okay? I'm not saying that. But if you go up and give a kiss, I don't think that means you're gay, okay? I think that that's lame. You can have your preferences, okay? Whatever. But to be all like super fucking weird about it, it's too much in my opinion. I think we can all be adults and let loose, okay? Not a big deal. No biggie. If you make it a big deal, then I guess it's a big deal, but you asked my opinion, so there's that. Okay, okay, so let's get into some goodie, maybe slightly emo. No, I'm just shooting you straight. I'm just shooting you straight. I always like to say that I want to help everyone have better sex or more sex, and I have a lot of people that reach out to me about mismatched libido, are just questions in general of how to approach their partner in regards to a topic or a kink or a fantasy or something that they need to get off their chest, something, just communication, relationship issues, intimacy issues. And I commonly, very, very commonly get men just expressing that they want more sex And I've made lots of videos being cheeky about it. And like, I totally, 
I feel for the men. And, and I could get a lot of, I do, I do get a lot of hate for saying that sometimes. And But the reason I say it is because I think that it's just stupid to think that you can blow off someone's need, whether or not you feel like, I mean, most likely both partners are feeling like something, they need something from the other person that they're not getting. And the no sex is a symptom of greater issues. So you've got to fix those, communicate about those, go to therapy for those, or oops, my bad, shit's not going to get better. Now, what I'm bringing up is just in general, how can you lighten or create the mood, the atmosphere? And I don't mean just like pulling out all the stops romance wise. I'm talking about getting a softer, more feminine version of your wife, like embracing her feminine energy, enabling it, breeding a sense of confidence and sensuality. And my advice is this, mirroring, okay, when we say that people mirror each other or like you match their vibe, you match their energy. So what are you wanting? If you're wanting a softer, more feminine, more loving, vulnerable side of your wife to come out and you feel like you're getting ice ice baby or just cold or more on edge or on eggshells or anxious, stressed, that's when you are going to need to mirror basically what you're wanting, match the vibe that you're wanting her to have that she may not even fucking have yet. Okay. So you're going to manifest this if you will. So men, you want to see a softer side? Let's see you be softer. Approach her from a place of love and tenderly, and you will start to see a more hard exterior melt away. And if she's in the receptive mode or wanting to receive love, then boom, she will melt quickly and soak in and embrace the feminine side. And now if she's got some resentment, that's how you'll know if your wife resents you or not. If you approach her tenderly loving and vulnerable and open and she's ice ice baby, then you're going to need like a therapy podcast instead of this one. Or in addition to, I should say, how dare I just hurt myself like that? In addition to, and give me five stars for recommending you, okay? I'm going to speak for all the boy moms out there right now. So I have, I don't have a daughter. I have a son, I have a stepson, and I have my husband. And I recently lost my mom two years ago, and I have a dad and a brother. I am surrounded by men and my in-laws. It's just, I just have my mother-in-law and then it's just boys, boys everywhere. I do have some nieces, but boys everywhere. I swear to God, I have become a tougher, more resilient, strong woman because I'm surrounded by so much fucking testosterone. And I will say that when I am met with a softer side, boy, do I fucking live for that shit. I need it. I fucking need it. So men, I will say if you have a testosterone filled boy, masculine energy vibe going on all the time, your wife needs that. And she needs that to tap into the side that's going to get you laid more. Now let's go another solution. If she's having to be masculine and feminine and play the wife, mother, work, 
do all the things and basically you're a little bit of a man child like you know check yourself I'm not calling you one you look inward but if you're only going to work and coming home and she's taking care of every single thing else okay all the other fucking things then you need to rise up and you know make your balls a little bigger bring home some fucking flowers more often plan a date put the kids to bed and push her against the wall. Okay. That's what she needs. So try it. Send me a DM at the horny housewife underscore backup. It's a long story. My regular one got disabled. If you know, you know, if you don't know, that's where you got to go now and tell me if it fucking worked. Okay. Cause I'm betting you that she's feeling real good And she's going to be real sweet to you. She's going to be real sweet to you. My last tip for now, because, you know, we can mention this every so episodes because it's a constant issue. My last tip for now on how to get laid more, okay? I think there's a whole episode entitled this. So go back, look through the archive. Is love her how she likes to be loved, meaning know her love languages. And if you are scratching your head and you're saying what the fuck are love languages, then we've got a lot of fucking work to do. And I know for a fact, I'm writing this down right now on a post-it, I am having an episode about the five love languages. We'll make it a little raunchier, a little spicier, and really raw and real of how we can sexually meet them with all five. Ooh, that's a challenge for me. Okay. But basically, the five love languages are... Physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, and quality time. Ooh, I never can get it on the first go, and I just did. (laughs) So you can take a quiz online. Oh my God, I'm going to put that in the description box. Maybe, no, I'm going to find a really good one, and then I'm going to put it when I do an episode on it. Okay, well, just Google it. Google a love language quiz, okay? And you can take one together if you're not sure, because sometimes we assume that we know. And I think for the most part, you'll know what your own is, but you can always take a test to see kind of in order what they are to you. So go off your top two, find out your man's top two or your wife's top two and love them in the way that they most feel loved. Because if your love language is acts of service, like as a man, okay? And so you're doing all these things around the house because to you, that's how you show love and uh, how you like to receive love. Or maybe that's just how you show love and that's what you were taught as a child. Not even going to go down that path. She's not, you know, that's not getting her rocks off. That's not making her wet or feeling loved. She doesn't feel intimacy or love or connection that way. If it's physical touch, she needs a hug or she needs to be massaged or stroked. Words of affirmation. Tell her how amazing she is, how helpful, how supportive she is, what a good mother she is, what a good lover and wife she is. She wants to hear the val she needs the validation. She needs to hear that you love her. If it's quality time, go take her to do something. Go on a walk with her. Go do a 10-minute walk every night after dinner, something, you know? That's how you're going to create more connection and intimacy, which is ultimately going to lead to more sex. 
Okay, let's talk about something else that y'all don't shut the fuck up about. No, I'm just kidding. I love y'all. Please don't ever shut the fuck up. Ever. Ever. You sliding into my DMs is the highlight of my day. So, by the way, if you want to slide in my DMs, if you've heard me like subtly and like passive aggressively, bitch about my Instagram. So you can go to my loser backup Instagram, help me get it back to what it once was at the horny housewife underscore backup. Follow me over at TikTok where all the content is. They don't, yeah, they censor me. I'm banned from doing a live until March 1st. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. But all my shit's there. Okay. At the horny housewife. Come on over. Both of those places, you'll find my little campsite where I've got all the links, a link to submit anonymously, any confession, request, question, topic idea, what the fuck ever, and all the places to listen to the podcast, which I'm sure you fucking know because you're here listening, which by the way, if you love me and you want to support me because this is my job, this is my J-O-B now, okay, and I want to be able to one day not feel broke as hell and make a killing doing what I fucking love, okay? She's hustling. She's hustling. But she's not selling out. She's not selling out. Like beating my chest like a lion. She's got integrity. Okay, but if you can support me by leaving five stars, leaving a review, a nice one. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't fucking say it at all. Okay. You don't have to follow. You don't have to subscribe. But if you like this shit, if you find this shit entertaining in the slightest, please subscribe. If you don't subscribe, then I don't have a job. And if I don't have a job, that's really depressing very depressing. Okay. So smash the subscribe. Even if you're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to listen to you again, but I did like this episode. Subscribe anyways. It helps a sister out. It's free. It's free to click the button. I love you. I'll do anything for you. What was the whole point of this? Like, why did I start talking? Why did I start? Oh, something that you always want to talk about. Yeah. Men's assholes. That's what it was. A male's asshole. Surprisingly, so many of the men are asking me about their own buttholes. And they're asking me, just like the listener question, how do I get my wife to touch my fucking butt? Well, let's talk about the technique of touching your butt. So I was asked specifically, they're like, okay, so we get it. You said there's a G-spot there. You said there's the male G-spot. You're saying go for it. You're saying talk about it. You're saying guide her there. Well, what the fuck do we do? Which I'm surprised you keep asking me because like I'm a bitch who's on Google. Like I need an answer now. I can't wait this long for an answer, but I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. Okay. So go get a little pencil and a little paper, or if you have a nice, I mean, this could be just really intriguing and you never fucking forget it. That's what I'm hoping. Okay, let's start off with the basics. Male G-spot, sometimes referred as the P-spot. What's the P stand for, Jordan? Prostate. Okay. Walnut, walnut, not walnut, a walnut-sized gland located just below the bladder. Yes, I had that written down because I might have forgotten exactly that. So it is, you know, 
an orgasm button, if you will, just like the female G-spot. I get it, like not like a button, but it really like aids in a powerful, badass orgasm. Hence, we're tying in, if you're still here, the listener question from earlier, that's what he said. Like this is the sickest, and by sickest, I mean amazing orgasm because it is, it's different. And I will say from a female's perspective of a anal orgasm, it's very different for women too. And it's exciting. So I can't imagine how good it feels for a man who's got their button, their P-spot, their G-spot. So how do you find it? I'm going to fucking tell you. Well, you can find it internally or externally. I've mentioned before, and I'll say it fucking again. Isn't it funny how like the long, like as the episode goes, the more awake and alert and passionate I get, it really shows my personality disorder, my personality. So externally, you can stimulate it in the taint region, you know, the space between the butthole and the balls, right? Like the landing strip between the scrotum in the anus, the taint. And if your partner is looking for like a less penetrative option, then this is a good idea for you. You can, you know, it's a push up. It's going to be a massaging area and communicate. You're going to have to say like, does this feel good? I think it's a great, if ladies listening, this is a great spot to try to rub massage whilst giving head. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Now, internally, if you're wanting to get in there up close and personal, their asshole is the direct flight. Okay. So it's located about two inches inside of their asshole. That's about, if I'm looking at my hand, the first nucky. Okay. If you have average sized fingers, if you have averaged size, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. But if you have like just go to the first knuckle, okay? Don't go any further unless he is giving you the green light. I think this is a better way to like go about it during sex than like if he's never done this and he's nervous about a penetrative option and you're going to the store and buying an anal plug. I just think that's, you know, intense. It's intense. And especially if this is something that's new or you're curious, you just don't know how you feel about it yet. I think with your partner doing this is a great exploratory fun way, okay? There's nothing to lose. And if you fucking asked her to do it, then you should fucking do it too, okay? Also, take note on the must-have materials. Some of these I think could be total common sense, but if you're really wanting, I said I was going to give a play-by-play, a DIY in the listener question. So here we are. You're going to want loop. Definitely. Women, if you're going into this, like you don't want to be going in and be wishing you had lube. What if you have cotton mouth? I just spit is not the same. I'm personally obsessed with Euphoria sex oil, and then they have CBD suppositories, so it like numbs your butthole. Use my code, <laughs> the Horny Housewife Podcast Twenty. I'll put the link in the description box. The shit is good. I would not lead you wrong, freaky fam. I know some people recommend like finger condoms. I think that's like really annoying, like almost makes it not sexy. I'm just going to get, if that's a controversial opinion or now I just sound like an unsanitary bitch, I'm sorry, but like, hold on. Let, I feel, I, and now I feel like I'm at the doctor's office. So 
unless you have like a nurse, maybe you have a nurse fed it. Oh, okay. What if you're like, I am not going in his asshole without a fucking latex glove on, then you better go get the nurse's outfit and do the whole fucking scene, you know, and that's a safe way to do it. Then it's like a part of the act. It's a part of the props. Like, shut the fuck up, Richard. You wanted my finger in your ass? Only a nurse is doing that shit. Okay. No pun intended. That's hilarious. I'm fucking hilarious. Also, this goes for anyone, male, female, any fucking one. Arousal foreplay is important. Like, don't just dive on in there to anyone, anyone, no one. Arousal, you want to be warmed up, okay? I know the butt, whole asshole, God, it just doesn't sound really cute, does it? Isn't getting all wet like a vagina or hard erect like a penis, but you, you don't want to just try to go knock the wall down. I don't suggest that. What I do suggest as far as technique, so once once you're in there, once you're relaxed, house, ready to go, whether externally or internally, so maybe not even in there, around there. So if you're externally, use the tip of your index and middle finger to rub, stroke, or press that perineum, that skin, the taint, whatever, Okay. You can experiment with different sensations by trying different pressure speeds. Communicate again, see what they like. And then I would suggest playing with the balls while doing so. This is a great time, listener, female listener in the beginning, to try sucking on his balls. But you could be like, bitch, I didn't want to do that. Okay, I'm not doing two things I don't want to do. Maybe you could find the perineum and then get out of sucking his balls by finding the G spot. <laughs> He might, no, he probably won't. If he's obsessed and been begging you to suck his balls, then he's probably not going to forget. I was like, he may just forget all about those balls. Okay, when we're graduating to wanting more. So now you're going internally. No more external. He's ready for the intake. Put some lube on your fingers and like snail pace. Insert your finger into their butthole an inch or two, you know, the knuckle, the knuckle guide, and start moving your finger in an upward motion towards the front of the body. Come hither. You know, we're always taught the come here, but more of like a, instead of a come here, like with your scratching your fucking nail. And I know 2022 nails can be like, who knows what you're getting? Obviously I recommend short nails. Okay. And not pointed because then come hither is going to might not feel really wonderful, but especially if you have nails, instead of a come here with your nail, like a pushing up with the pad, the pad of your finger, okay? Gently feel around to locate the P spot, the prostate. Feels like a rounded bulb of tissue, kind of similar, kind of similar to the tip of your nose. And there's multiple positions that you could be doing this in. So he doesn't just have to be on his back. In fact, that can almost be sometimes difficult depending on their body, like what kind of body they have. But they can do it face down. Okay, doggy. I know that some of these positions aren't for everybody and aren't even, they don't sound appealing to everybody. So I'm just telling you that there's different ways to do it and different ways to find it. And I do think being face down down gives or on your side gives easier access but I know I just don't think every guy like me being totally fucking realistic I do not think every guy wants to get a doggy to have their g-spot stimulated and I think some guys 
are totally fucking down and want to, but not for everybody. Considering it's a vulnerable position, just like there are some girls who don't want to have anal sex and doggy position because they feel so out of control that they want to start, at least start in a different position because it's intimidating or painful. You know, it's not for everybody. And internal prostate stimulation, if you're not into it, like who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? Something I want to totally clear up is that everything I talk about on here does not mean that Jordan Hakes partakes, okay? Oh my God, I didn't even know that was going to rhyme. And I was like, was almost going to say Jordan. That's hilarious. Okay, Jordan Hakes does not always partake, okay? So just because I talk about things, to, if you want me to clear it up on the record, I am in a monogamous relationship. So I'm not in an open relationship. We do not practice cuckolding in my marriage. I know I've done episodes about all kinds of wild things and people will be like, are you a hot wife? And I'm like, although I love, honor, and respect everyone's walk and evolution of marriage, I am not one. No. And if you don't know what that means, I'm not saying I'm not hot. It's a hot wife means like sleeps with other, like has an open relationship essentially. Okay. Maybe not by technical terms, some hot wives could say no, 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 but sleeping with other people, other men, and my husband, fine, dandy, totally okay with it. No, he would not be okay with it. He does not want to share me at all, unfortunately, just kidding. So just because I talk about it, interview people who do talk about all the lifestyles, all the things, I thought it was obvious, but just to clear it up, does not mean that I partake in everything that comes out of my mouth. But I will tell you that I thoroughly educate myself and get perspective from people who do live the lifestyle of the topic I am choosing to talk about that week. If you have any topic ideas or interesting questions, confessions, ideas, whatever it may be, you can send them in on my website, www.thehornyhousewifepodcast.com. There's a confess and request page. Everything that is submitted comes in truly anonymously, aka you can be as weird as you fucking want. Doesn't mean I'm going to answer it on the show, but you can definitely ask me any fucking thing you want. And usually like there's like a 98% rate of me answering it, whether it be social media or on the show. Unless it's just like outlandish and like baloney. Occasionally I get those. So I love you. Next week, I, host of The Horny Housewife, am speaking with Dr. Jones, a clinical sex therapist. And I ask him a lot of questions, like personal questions, questions I thought you would have, questions you asked me to ask him. He has a podcast called Sex Therapy, and I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to fucking like it. So stay tuned. Subscribe if you have not. Follow if you're listening on Spotify. Take your fucking friend's phone, your parent's phone, your boyfriend's phone, your wife's phone, your kid's phone, not your kid's phones, 18 and older, okay? and smash the subscribe button and leave five stars in a review. I would appreciate it so fucking much. Yes, I am being desperate for good reason. I love you. I'll see you next Monday. Bye.